This is Pursuing Wholeness. Hey y'all, <laughs> um, welcome to the Pursuing Holders podcast, we're your hosts Sean and Veronica. Yep, I'm here. And um, you know, just glad to <clears throat> be able to have conversation, you know, in front of you, um, this uh, moment, you know, I almost said what time of day, but I can't do that, you know, because you guys, we're not live, at least not not and not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, I hope you guys are doing well and that you are um, enjoying this year so far where the first month is pretty much gone. Yeah. Yeah. Already. By the time this posts, it will be February. Right. Yeah. So which is uh, it's so weird. It's like you're like, oh, yeah, the new year is coming. The new year is coming. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, the new year is here. And next thing you know, <laughs> it's off and it's rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> crazy how it happens you know people always say time flies and i mean it just does it does and when you get older it goes faster and it does seem to be the case mm-hmm. it's funny when you have a have a kid that talks about wishing that she was older and all that kind of stuff and keep on trying to tell her like you know no nah, no nah, you just slow down you know don't worry about all that because we remember it. Exactly. I mean, I remember very distinctly when I was her age, six years old, you know, not a care in the world, you know, and um, I don't know. You need, you need to play with toys, man. <laughs> you need to play with toys, you know. Um, anyhow, yeah, we're sitting here drinking our, our tea um, this evening, this green tea. Very good for the immune system, by the way. Very high in polyphenols. Yeah, polyphenols, antioxidants. You know, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, maybe you're sitting somewhere, relaxing, drinking your mug of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely, um, we need all the polyphenols we can get after we had, just oh, be yeah. honest, we had those burgers and fries today. Yeah, you know, but see, the thing is, you know, I mean, yeah, it was burger and fries, you know. But, you know, we try to make it healthier here and there. I mean, I didn't get like organic meat this time. The store I went to, there was none available, you know, but we cooked it on, on our lean, mean, fat reducing grilling machine. Mm-hmm. For those Sean of y'all. wanted to add, did you add coconut oil to it? No, I didn't. Oh, good. Sean wanted to add coconut oil to the burgers and that is. No, because. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, it's like, I mean, because that, that's the oil we have. And um, I was looking at something that I was talking about to make sure that they're moist. It was talking about adding butter to them. You know, I mean, but I guess the thing is, especially since we had meat that was like not very, very lean, they kind of maintained a little juiciness. And um, but yeah, you know, we had tomato and bell pepper. And yeah, if you've never had bell pepper on a. A hamburger you really don't know what you're missing mm-hmm. you know but we won't even get into all that but of course onion red onion and um lettuce mayonnaise you know as some say marinades you know ketchup mustard i was gonna get pickles but i don't know if we eat pickles enough to um for me to get a jar oh yeah that would have been good on there though 
Yeah. Hadn't had pickles on the burger in a, a good while. I guess I'll except for when I go to Five Guys. <laughs> right, right. So. But, but yeah, they were good. They were good. They and were. we had um, fruit smoothies with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, try mm-hmm. to add a little bit of health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Veronica made the smoothies or whatever. And, you know, just kind of like, you know, <laughs> maybe feeling a little kind of, you know, a little guilty. <laughs> a little guilty. But we do try to kind of have like a little special meal. Mm-hmm. Usually it's more on the Sunday it's more of like a home cooked meal, mm-hmm. but um we just wanted some homemade burgers, so yeah. we made homemade burgers. Yeah, a couple of days ago we kind of caught ourselves kind of like fantasizing about hamburgers and everything, like a good homemade hamburger. So you know here we are. That's why we had them today. <clears throat> but yeah, um so anyway we'll go ahead and segue into uh, oh yeah thank y'all for your reviews and all that kind of stuff. You know, and we appreciate the support. We appreciate whenever you guys listen. We just hope that by listening on your commute or when you're sitting in your residence chilling, that, you know, it's something that kind of like is good for your soul in some kind of way. You know, maybe help you to think about something that you haven't thought about before. or Maybe think more about the kind of things that you think about. We just appreciate you listening. Thank you for your reviews. And please share, share, share. Um. You can even pause it right now if you want to to go ahead and share it literally at this moment. Yeah. Just make sure you press play again and, and continue <laughs> listening, please. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, go ahead and get into the topic. Um So how 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 do we get into this? Um well basically, yeah, Veronica actually posed a question right before I um we um hit the record button. You know, how do we get here? Um, and sp- specifically what we were thinking about is, I guess for lack of better words right now, just like the individualism in our society, mm-hmm. um, we live in a very, very individualistic society where a lot of times we're all just kind of focused on kind of like ourselves, kind of like get, taking care of our own selves. You know, mm-hmm. like I got to get mines, you know, and, um, you know, I did whatever I had to do to do me. So you got to, um, what's that song? You, you just do. do you, I'm a do me, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, I don't know. That's probably about 10 years ago, <laughs> but, but anyway, Is that an Atlanta song. Maybe I don't know. I remember in law school, it was, so it was more than 10 years ago. Well, I guess it might, no, it was more than 10 years ago in law school and it was like a group of us sitting around and I don't know some maybe me or this this guy that was in the group was like you do you and then I was like I'm gonna do me we were like the only people everybody was like what but it was like an Atlanta song oh okay so it was like <laughs> I guess the only people from Atlanta or who knew about Atlanta so mm-hmm. I don't know who sang yeah. that song yeah I don't know yeah I, yeah I didn't really care for it very much I just unfortunately remember it very well <laughs> You know, but yeah, you know, another way that, you know, this phrase a lot is um, the whole, I I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps, you know, implying, you know, I worked hard for what I got for myself and everything. So if I can do it, you know, for myself, you need to do it for yourself kind of thing. Yeah. And again, like, how do we, how do we get there? Mm -hmm. Cause, um, that's not how it used to be. It hadn't mm-hmm. always been like that. And so it's like, how do we get to a place where 
everybody is just for themselves. Because there was a time, and I'm talking like, I mean, like, so we kind of like came to this topic from after our, um, I guess our online church service today. Mm-hmm. Our pastor was preaching about stuff along these lines. And he talked about how he was talking about, like, he was going to like the, the elders and saying, y'all remember? He said, the younger people probably don't remember. He said, my generation might remember. But no, we remember mm-hmm. when we were kids. If we ever needed anything, then we just went to a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And they were they were more than happy to provide it. It wasn't mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in a lot of neighborhoods, it's still like that now. Mm-hmm. But um, I, and, I, and to some degree, I mean, even in our own neighborhood, I know that it'll be like that but it's just not as it's not as common i guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to where you can ask somebody something and then they just gladly give it to you without expecting anything back Mm -hmm. i literally remember one day when my mom was baking something and um and we didn't have sugar we didn't and Mm -hmm. so she sent i think she sent my big brother over to our neighbor's house, one of our neighbor's house with a measuring cup. Mm-hmm. And she gave us, you know, everything we needed, you know, and, and brought it back and we were good, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that it was reciprocated where she maybe asked us for something, you know, or like, um, I think it might've been a time when, I don't know if they were, I think they were out of town one time and so, my big brother went to, they had like a, 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 a bird or something like a parrot. And I remember my, my big brother, um, going in there and I didn't go in there, but he went in there and he had to feed the parrot, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so, but you know, so he went into their house, you know, and, um, and, and did it, you know? And, um, you know, we even had a couple of things that other neighbors, you know, I just kind of understood, okay, you know, I'm out of town. You kind of oh, watch my stuff and check you know, the mail check and, my mail and you know, I check your stuff and you know, kind of like a little pseudo neighborhood watch kind of thing in our little part of our neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, and um, but yeah, man, you know, and and we like you said, we have a little bit of that around here, mm-hmm. but it's still like just in general in our society, we're just very very much just. I don't know to our to ourselves. Yeah, everybody for themselves, and if I help you, it's gonna be through like some kind of formal mm-hmm. giving. Maybe that's part of the problem mm-hmm. that we've incentivized formal giving. You get a tax deduction, right? If you give, or you get like a thank you gift if you give. But you know, you don't want to just give to people straight up, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like we. It always has to be like you say official. And not just like just living life and just hey here you know um I don't know I don't know it's weird it's weird how we always had to have like some sort of something around something it's like we can't halfway do things and of course saying this you know I know that I have a lot of these tendencies to be honest and I think it's even easier for me because I'm kind of already a kind of person that kind of likes to be kind of solo a lot. Mm-hmm. So some, I mean, I do like doing stuff with people, but sometimes I kind of more so prefer to be by myself. So I think I receive, I have an even greater temptation towards such things. 
or whatever, or at least toward the whole thing with not, with uh, with um specifically the part what we're talking about with um uh um not necessarily being as much reaching out to people in your community that mm-hmm. that part of things. But um yeah, I think part of it is like as many of us have become more affluent, we can pretty much get anything we need on our own like we don't need anybody to help us with anything mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like you just you know if i want to get a new shirt i just go get me a new shirt if i want to get a new car I just go get a new car and you just get the things that you want and need without having to depend on anybody else to get it and mm-hmm. i think that once you get to that place it's kind of hard to open up your heart and give to people without thinking about it because you're like I don't ask people for things when I need it. So why should you be asking? And then on the other hand, I think people, when they need stuff, they feel like they can't ask. Mm. And it's just kind of like a, a mindset that I got to figure it out myself. Mm. And um, that's that's been like, you know, that was like, that's been like a pet peeve of mine when it comes to the church. Mm-hmm. You kind of like be it in church and you're talking to people and they be like, yeah. I um was very close to losing my house, or, you know, or something like that. And you're like, why am I hearing about this in passing? Like, we've been a part of the same church. Like, why has it not been said? I ain't want to bother nobody. But you're going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. And if you're homeless, that's going to bother us. Like, it's really going to bother because then people are going to be having to figure out where you're going to stay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think we just have to, I don't know, I really hate that we're at a place where, People think everything that they do, they have to do it on their own. Like, we just don't have that. What I have is, you know, another rap song, what's mine is, well, that's probably the wrong one. So saying what's mine is mine, it was yours is mine, but that's, oh, that's yeah. the wrong. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know where you get it from. It's the wrong. Um, we don't want to talk about it like that. We want to say that what's mine is yours, mm-hmm. and what's yours is mine, I hope. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. What did Manny Fresh say? Was was yours is mine and was mine is yearn. <laughs> was yours is mine and was mine is yearn. Is it like that? I thought it was 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 yours is mine and was mine is mine. Like oh yeah. Like well, not it. not in his song. It was oh. just it, that's something else. I know. Oh, I remember. Never mind. Saying that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. But anyhow. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Um. Um. Here's the thing. You know, you, when you were saying that, I was kind of thinking about how. Sometimes when we ask people for help, it's kind of almost it's it can be perceived as like a sign of weakness or like you don't you don't really have what it takes, mm-hmm. you know, to do whatever in life or whatever, you know. So like if you if you ask for help, then you just not you know you you ain't got it. You're not good enough or or whatever, and so you want to almost you know prove yourself, right? Or whatever, it just you know, and not be like, not be a burden. Mm-hmm. That's what you you kind of we kind of used to putting like, I didn't want to be a burden, mm-hmm. but really it's like you didn't want to show people that you didn't have it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 that's that's not the kingdom of God. <laughs> like when I think about the kingdom mm-hmm. of God, I think about, um, well, you know, like Pastor Johnson preached from Acts chapter two. Mm-hmm. Verse what forty two and and on, and it's like 
they had all things in common. Mm-hmm. And then when like people needed extra, then the folks who had more stuff, they sold their extra stuff. Mm-hmm. So the other folks could have stuff. Like I was reading the other day in the um, Bible where Jesus was saying, if you have two cloaks, give one. Mm-hmm. Like, you only need one cloak. Mm-hmm. You only can mm-hmm. wear one at a time. And I, I, we just don't have that kind of mentality. It's kind of like, well, I need, I need two cloaks because um, what about if one gets lost or what about if the other one don't match my clothes or what about if this one get holes? It's like we, we're used to having multiple things, but you only can wear one thing at a time. Right, right, yeah. Right, you know, I don't know, just kind of thinking about how, I, as you were saying, I was like, why, you know, why are we like that? I mean, you know, I know that I, I'd be kind of like that. I'm trying to think about something that um. one of the things that I have that I'm just really kind of like, I kind of hold on to. Well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I kind of, you know, I'm a big saver. Yeah, and you know that. Of course I know that. No, I mean, of course. I know, I, of course I know. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just, yeah. You know, but... um. <laughs> I'm a well. So for you guys who didn't know that, Sean is a very big saver. I um, I save. You know, I like to save money a lot. And my mom kind of like ingrained that in me. You know, at a very young age, and um, you know, and sometimes you know, maybe if I'm asked for funds or whatever, you know, you know, I mean, every now and then, no doubt, it can be a little, little difficult because there's that part of you that's kind of like, you know, the 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 energy that's taken to kind of build this savings up to this degree <laughs> and you kind of almost get an attachment to where it is. Like, I'm the type of person that when I save money, I don't even really want to, I don't really want to spend it per se. I just kind of want that number to stay or increase. And it's kind of weird, you know. I mean, the Bible know. does talk about that. It, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Like hoarding in the big, the building of bigger barns to hold all your stuff. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a little transparent. I understand. I'm just <laughs> But but yeah. So sometimes I know that because of I know there is that part of me that kind of tends to want to hold on a, a bit to like my stuff, my money in particular, because it, it, you know, it's, you know, I've gotten it to that level and all this kind of stuff, you know, but the thing is a lot of times (laughs) it's real funny. I was thinking about you with Lee. Oh yeah. I guess that's how I am at work. My wife always kind of like, kind of like, um, teases me because I try to save my leave. I really don't have a whole lot of leave at work because I'm always taking a little bit here and a little bit there. And so I'm just really trying to like build it and save it. And I got people at my job who got so much leave. They have what's called use or lose at the end of the year where they have to take a certain amount of leave before the end of the year. Cause they have so much built up. And and that's like Sean's, that's always been like his aspiration. I'm like, folks ain't got no lives. That's what it use or lose. It's like, you need to take a break. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even though I know you don't always get to take your leave for like just, Sean stuff. <laughs> yeah, you some know. some kind of family, something or another. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm sorry to get you off track. No, nah, but um, 
Yeah, the thing the thing is, it's like if 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 I save money, for example, I mean, a lot of times these days when we're saving money, we're doing it for like, I mean, we well, no, 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 we save money for specific things, but then I also like to save money to kind of like you know to have that cushion. But the thing is, like, if if we have money sometimes and we're not having to spend it, then that means that. You know, somebody if some, if we have somebody that we know who's in need, they should definitely be able to, you know, get from that. Yeah. They should be able to ask us and whatever. But there's still like that part of me that's like, you know, mm. but the energy that went into saving it and everything, you know. And it's mine. Right. It's, I work for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's de- it definitely makes sense. But like you said, if there's somebody who, who like is going to lose their home or doesn't have a nice winter coat. I mean, a, a, I mean, a decent winter coat is going to keep them warm. And if their kid is needs some kind of medical treatment and they can't get it, it's like it doesn't make sense for us to be saving that money for a rainy day. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I think, and it's kind of like what Pastor Johnson said. He said you had the theology of sufficiency and the theology of deficiency. He said something else, but essentially that's what, Mm-hmm. It amounts to if you have a theology of sufficiency, you can say Miss Jane needs his money today, but I know that when I need it, mm-hmm. then somebody's going to have it for me. But we have this fear that that somebody ain't going to be there, mm-hmm. that we're going to get his money to Miss Jane. And then five years from now, when I need the money, then people going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think if we, um, if we really going to walk out the kingdom, then it, and, and it's with people. Like when you read that, that chapter, that part of Acts, it's like the people were devoted to each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they, yeah. they had this commitment that I got you, you got me. We don't necessarily have that in the church. Mm-hmm. We kind of have it on the surface, but we still like if somebody is in need. You kind of be looking at the um hosp- at the what we call what's Miss Laverne or the, or the hospitality she, or like ministry. the care, like you looking for the the compassionate care ministry essentially, mm-hmm. or the the person whose job it is to take care mm-hmm, of people mm-hmm. when they're lost a loved one or whatever. You looking at them like well such and such needs so and so. We're not thinking like we gotta you know. Mm-hmm. They need this. We just get. We just gonna make sure. I mean, cause we be having money. I'm not saying everybody just got money saved up, but a lot of people do, mm-hmm. and it's just there so that they can like get a bigger house one day or go on this big vacation. And I I think those things are great. But when somebody is in need, mm-hmm. we should like have a different attitude mm-hmm. and just trust. Like I I um. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Sometimes I feel kind of like, you know, you're gonna your your luck gonna run out, Veronica. But um, I guess in the sense of like, you know, like the stuff I've been talking about lately, where I've asked for things and people gave them to me. Oh yeah. And it's like oh, I already uh, had like a no, but I was just like, but consistent. I I need this, and they said yes. Right. And it's like that's how a lot of my life has been, where. If I need something, I get it. And I mean, it's like even when I wanted to go to France when I was in um, college, 
And my parents didn't have the money, and we were supposed to raise the money from family and friends. And I sent out letters and asked people, had different churches giving me money, different family members and friends of family. At the end of it, I had the exact amount that I needed for that trip. Not a penny more, not a penny less. I had the exact amount. And it's not because I stopped asking. Like, I said, okay, well, I only need five more dollars, so I'm going to ask someone. So for five, I asked everybody for whatever they would give. And when it all came in, it was exactly what I needed. I didn't have no spending money on the trip because I just had what I needed. And, I mean, the food was included, so it wasn't like I was going to go starve. But I wasn't buying souvenirs. I had no extra money. (laughs) But that's the kind of stuff that's happened a lot of times in my life. And sometimes I had this feeling like, well, that's just, you know, chance or whatever. But I think we just got to have that attitude that whatever I need, even things that I want sometimes, that is going to be given to me. If I ask and I believe and I expect that it's coming. But we have this mindset that if we don't make the proper preparations, it's not going to be there. And that is what the world teaches, but that's not what the Bible teaches. And it's mm-hmm. it's like, when are we going to really like walk that out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When are we going to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's really a, uh, and I guess it's something that was touched on in Pastor Johnson's sermon as well. It's like, it's really a cultural thing. Because I was thinking that, we are so we're very used to kind of thinking about acquiring stuff ourselves, making sure that we kind of take care of of ourselves first, rather than kind of being in like a devoted community where we all kind of like help each other um, come up, so to speak. But we've all it's it's very much programmed. It's very very programmed. I know it is for me you know, you just kind of used to like, okay, I got to cover me. I got to cover me, got to cover me, got to cover me, which again, that's not all bad, but at the same time though, it's kind of like you still kind of more so in your own bubble or whatever. And, um, even if you maybe, excuse me, you know, think about giving to other people, it's still, you know, still kind of like, I think that there's still that tendency to kind of like have your, you know, hand a little tight around yours mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, it is, like I said, I, I know I have that tendency personally, but yeah, it's it's definitely a cultural thing. I guess it's just kind of in, ingrained in the way that we live our lives over here. You know, I think about, um, you know, um, you know, some of the discussions we've had with folks about the, what is it called? Where p- people come together and. Like a susu? Um, I guess so. And pull their money together, you know, to kind of help somebody in the group start a business, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and then they just kind of do that over and over again for everybody in the group who wants to, who has a venture that they want to start. Mm-hmm. It's kind of helping everybody to kind of come up. And I remember when we were talking about when I first heard of that whole concept, it just kind of it was like a, uh, it was like a revelation for me. You know, like, wow, man. I mean, it's very, very, uh, very sacrificial. O- again, from 
my perspective it is mm-hmm. or it was very sacrificial but again it's like it's a matter of kind of like i think how used to thinking how used we are to thinking about this whole self sufficiency build my, pull myself up with my own bootstraps so that other stuff is very foreign mm-hmm. it's very foreign you know but it's not it's not foreign to us at our core because it's weird, like, I would say, like, um, particularly, but I'm not going to say exclusively, as as people of African descent, like, that's something that's ingrained in the culture of, like, a lot of African cultures. It's like, they work together to obtain things that the community needs. And, you know, I, I don't know why I'm thinking about a goat, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I'm not even just like saying it because I'm just like, oh, yeah, goat. But somebody told a story about a group of people where, you know, in Africa, in a country in Africa, they, um, want, you know, they come together, they buy one person a goat. And then they come together and they buy another person a goat. And then, you know, just make sure everybody has a goat. And then so then from there, you can use the goat to do different things that will help you to make money mm-hmm. or to help you to provide for your family. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just the way things were done in a lot of places and still are today. And it's, isn't like I said, it's not just an exclusively African thing because a lot of cultures have it where they, they pull their money together in order to help one person get something and then that person helps contribute to the pot for another person. It's like everybody comes together and doesn't. It's it's just in our capitalistic society that that's changed where Mm -hmm. it's now like you get everything you can get even if it hurts other people. And don't worry about depending on anybody else. We, you know, this is the American dream. You You work hard and you get it yourself. Mm-hmm. and you're independent and you're individualistic and all that so that's what we take pride in in America mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, it'd be nice to be in a place where you don't have to worry because somebody's always going to be there for you but I think we have this fear that people won't really be there mm-hmm. like oh no they're, everybody really is for themselves let let it get down to the wire. They're not going to really be there for you. Mm-hmm. They're going to pull their money out that pot <laughs> so mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. But these are things that people have done for generations. And they continue to do it. And it's like it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's just, I don't know. These days, whenever I hear about these kind of things, it gives me a longing mm-hmm. to really see this stuff um, in action. You know, but then on the other hand, I kind of have like a maybe it's a part of a more pessimistic side of me that kind of wonders, you know, man, you know, will will we ever kind of see this stuff on like a more large scale or will it just kind of be more so like a like a good idea or, you know, just kind of like something to kind of just think about in a more almost what's the word maybe like vicarious kind of way just kind of thinking about those people who do it mm-hmm. and like oh what a what a wonderful thing they bought each other a goat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look they bought they helped buy a grocery a convenience store for that person mm-hmm. that's nice you know i think about you know um gardening 
and and how um you know you have one plant that kind of you know a tomato plant that gives off several tomatoes if you if you do right with it <laughs> i say that because we didn't really do very well with tomatoes this year perhaps even the last year the year before that either but yeah, i don't know if we ever really did great with tomatoes but at least not at this place i think we did okay maybe before in, at our other place i think mm. anyway 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 <laughs> <laughs> um we be too busy that's our problem mm-hmm. but you know with tomatoes grown properly <laughs> <laughs> you know you have a tomato plant that gives off several fruit and um you cut open one tomato mm-hmm. and it has i don't know I mean, it easily has over a hundred seeds, mm-hmm. easily, and so you're talking about each one of those seeds could could um do a plant. You can plant it in any dirt; pretty much will work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> some dirt does better than other, but it's pretty much any dirt you put a, a seed in is, and some can grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, say for example, you got one tomato plant, and it gives you like ten tomatoes. And then each of those 10 tomatoes has 100 seeds. So that's 10 times 100. That's potentially a thousand, <laughs> a thousand more tomato plants, mm. each of which give you 10 tomatoes with 100 seeds in each tomato. It's like when you think about it like that, it's like how much sense does it make for us to really try to hoard stuff for ourselves? It doesn't. You think about the power, even going a little further with that. I think about the you know the fact that we go to the grocery store and we buy the, all these vegetables with seeds in them, and we don't really understand that we got you know we got we buy that one bell pepper or that one squash or tomato, mm. and there's power in there for a community. <laughs> you better preach. <laughs> you know we don't we don't really understand what we have. We don't really understand what God is trying to illustrate to us. It's like right here, you got enough. You really got enough here to spread around. You know, th- mm-hmm. this is where you're, this is the kind of stuff where your community can come from because the way he designed stuff, it wasn't just that you get your one thing, even though we're conditioned to take that same, that same fruit or vegetable or whatever and kind of think of it as like a, this is one thing that's going to feed me and my family. This one but, time. Right, this one time. But even still in that thing is like, Sometimes, you know, well over 100 or so seeds or whatever that could feed lots and lots of people. But again, we're used to still taking those and just kind of seeing one time thing, you know, case in point, we throw the seeds away, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not knocking anybody for selling seeds, but um, and especially if they're like creating new varieties and cultivars and all that stuff. I mean, that's nice. But like. You can't own no seeds. You can't own seeds. Like it's just mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You you get the food and they have seeds in it and you we we really do need to practice that. Like you're saying, we throw it away cuz it's just like oh it's food trash. I mean it's just <laughs> everything is so messed up in the way we do in our society today. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why there are people who are poor. It shouldn't be poor people. People mm-hmm. shouldn't be going hungry. Mhm. The problem, like, it's, it's, there's a, um, an image that I've seen a few times before and it talks about how poverty is man-made and it had a picture of a, um, like a very frail, emaciated person 
with their hand trying to get catch a drop of water coming from a faucet. And there's a very wealthy man standing above the faucet, like turning it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the reason why we have poverty is because you have people who can adjust the resources. Mm-hmm. They control it all. Mm-hmm. They control and say who gets what and how much they get. But the resources are there. Mm-hmm. They're there. It's there just for the taking. Like there's, it shouldn't be that nobody can access that, that any particular people can't access dirt to mm-hmm. grow some plants. Mm-hmm. The sun is there. Like mm-hmm. the the Bible talks about the sun rains down on the just mm-hmm. and the unjust. Mm-hmm. It's there for everybody. The rain falls from the saint from the sky just like it does for anybody. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't make sense that people be hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's, right. it's all man made. There is no reason why a person should not be able to eat. Mm-hmm. Even in the Bible, like in in the Old Testament, there's a assumption that there are going to be some people who have more land than others even mm-hmm. though it's, it's it shouldn't be the way it is i don't know why end up being so many poor people when they got the year of jubilee but um oh yeah they you you had a responsibility to let people glean from your field mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean i don't know just even thinking about the bible it's interesting i think when i think about gleaning i always think about the story of ruth and boaz and naomi and even thinking about Naomi and Ruth, they were poor, but they had resources available to them because Ruth was marrying Boaz so that she could get their family land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the the land. It somehow I don't know what all the rules are, but really the the land that Boaz had that he bought from that that person, like it. It was his, it was I guess it was Naomi's family that mm-hmm. Boaz was in. He was a family redeemer. You know, it's like some other guy who was supposed to be a redeemer, but mm-hmm. then he allowed Boaz mm-hmm. to be the redeemer. So it's like even in that, it's some something that we I don't quite understand, but that land was like Naomi's family's land. And so Ruth had access to it by marrying Boaz, but it's like it was all it was still there for her. I'm probably going too deep. For this conversation and for myself to mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying. But it's just the way we view resources and land and ownership in our modern society is it's just a mess. Because like in the in those days, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that you didn't lose your stuff forever. There was a way to get it back. But mm-hmm. now in our world there could be people who just keep buying up stuff and land and they can buy it up so that there's not any left for anybody else. And that's that's a sad situation. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. There are still a lot of good people who own enough things. And if we were to rethink the way that we steward the things we own, then there would be a lot fewer people who are in need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like we got to, when are we going to practice that radical faith, mm-hmm. that, that kingdom of God life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it I don't know. It definitely definitely requires, I guess, a bit of boldness, kind of like mm-hmm. stepping out beyond what we're used to. But I think that once we do that, you know, and kind of like let ourselves get used to it, then we'll kind of like, you know, this, you know, this this ain't mm-hmm. this ain't half bad. This is actually this is actually pretty cool because I got 
I got you know the back the backs of sudden 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 such and I know I know they got me because mm-hmm. I know I know that they're devoted to me. I don't I don't have to like give them the side eye when they walk by like I don't you know <laughs> you know and um I don't know I don't know it's like to kind of know to kind of know that somebody you know in the in your life to know that somebody kind of got your back and that people like really kind of dare with you or whatever versus you just kind of like because <laughs> if it's just you just one person who got all this stuff a lot of times you know there's folks who got tons and tons and tons of money they got security too <laughs> yeah that's the thing like when you have a whole lot of stuff then you kind of have to protect it right, right if you exactly. don't protect it you you feel like you're gonna lose it and so mm. it's like you always have this fear I'm going to lose what I have. The more you have, the more fear you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And the more you got to protect, you got to get security. You got to get all these different backups and checks and balances. Notorious B.I.G. said it best. The more money you make, the more problems you get. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we can like, if we are people who God has diverted money through, then we should like be people who like redistribute it to people who need it. I'm going to be a good steward. I'm going to give it to this person and that person. Make sure they have this and they have that. Like, let's be people who direct resources. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of being people who, like, well, let me go ahead and save this because I never know when I'm going to need it. It's like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of one of those things. I don't even know how to describe it, really. But it's like the only way for you to really benefit from it is to, like, put yourself out there in a sense. Like, you mm-hmm. have to, like, jump out. It's kind of like flying, maybe. Like, in order to fly, you have to, like, jump out into the air and then right. fly. Yeah, the you eagle can't. who pushes its young out the nest, mm-hmm. that's the way it's going to learn to fly. It's kind of about putting itself out there. Yeah, they don't, like, jump off the nest. Like They don't get in the nest and flap up and then go away. They have to, like, jump out into the air and then fly. <laughs> Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah well, i guess that that's that's it for tonight but um we got i don't know we we gotta practice it sean yeah yeah maybe we'll revisit this topic one day i don't know and we'll be talking about how we've been giving here and giving there and receiving there and receiving <laughs> there yeah <laughs> yeah all right see y'all please share Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 